And so uh, today I was told this was uh, a 10th anniversary, but also while we're here, we're going to brag on uh, pastors too, because without pastors, you wouldn't have a church. Yeah. Somebody had to have a vision, didn't they? Somebody had to have a desire to see people uh, saved, to see people walk with God. And so if this, it's going to happen, it had to start with somebody else walking with God, didn't it? It had to start with somebody else had been touched by the Master's hand. So we thank you for inviting us here. We'll try not to be too long. And I asked Sister Watson, she wants to say something. She said, well, you take your time, but I'll let her. <laughs> See, we've been getting together for 59 years past. And so, <laughs> Sister Watson, if you want to say something, you go ahead. We'll just... Okay, thank you, Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. I ask the Lord to help us, and then we'll preach to you. Father God, will you worship you today? God, we ask for help. Hide us behind the cross and set us at liberty. We pray, Lord, that you minister to our hearts and others, that Christ would be honored and lifted up. And Lord, help us today to be more determined than ever. Uh, amen to make it home. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'll try to preach here a little bit. Um, and our brother already asked me, he said, what, do you have a title for this? And I had to look at what I'd wrote down. But I uh, wrote down, uh, I found it out in the Lord's house. And so if you want to go and... Uh, uh, to Psalm 73, and it won't be probably something you haven't heard before sometime or other, but it'll probably be a little bit different because we're different people, aren't we? Now, I want to read you a little poem first, if I could. It's uh, from M. Brooks, whoever that is. And uh, it's a testimony of a well-worn saint. Amen. I love testimonies, don't you, of well-worn saints. There's nothing as helpful, no, there ain't, as the testimony of a well-worn saint. As he stands and tells of the paths he's trod and how he met each trial, him and God. I thrilled to the joy that in his voice as he tells the congregation, God's my choice. Now listen as he tells the salvation story. His face lights up. He's one step from glory. Almost there. Praise the Lord. So the testimony of a well-worn saint. So uh, sometimes even well-worn saints uh, become discouraged, don't they? And, Almost sometimes get on the wrong road. They, uh, not that they really mean to, 
But many times, you know, we get our eyes off Jesus, get our eyes on other things. and not. So this is what happened here. Uh, uh, there was a fellow, uh, he was a musician, one of David's, uh, 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 might say, worship leaders. Uh, and uh, according to uh, Chronicles, uh, he, uh, the, the Bible says he made a sound with the uh, symbols. And so, uh, I never did. <laughs> I don't know about symbols. I, I was thinking about that. I thought Barney Fife could play them, couldn't he? Okay. Anyway, that was his job, I guess. He was a, uh, one of the chief, David chief musicians. So he held pretty high position, didn't he? He, was, he must have somebody of renown, somebody that um, David had confidence in, somebody uh, probably when he played uh, and when he uh, made the sounds, uh, you could probably feel the presence and power of God uh, working through him. Don't you like to hear musicians when you can feel uh, the presence of God as they played, uh, as they did what they do? Uh, you can feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Don't it make a difference uh, when you feel that in a church or in a people or wherever they're at and so uh, this asap um, never pronounced his name right um, he said um, truly he said god's good to israel even to such are of a clean heart but then he looked at himself but as for me poor little old me he said my feet were almost gone my steps had well nigh slipped in other words, he was saying, I'm in a mess. I've almost had it. For I was envious at the foolish, which when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, I looked around and I saw how they were doing. Everything just seemed to be going good for them. And I was envious. For there are no bands in their death or no pain, no pangs, but their strength firm. They are in... Not in trouble as other men, neither they plague like other men. And here he was uh, looking at himself, kind of self-pity. <laughs> People get that way sometimes. But I'll tell you, I've found out God's enough. Uh, Sister Watts read, you've probably read it, some a little poem to me or a little writing uh, the other day. And it went something like this. Um, uh, if the sting, and now I love these, I love padded pews and stained glass windows and all the air conditioning, all the comfort. I like that. But he said, if the comforts was going, the padded pews were going, stained glass windows were taken out, air conditioning was going, and they asked this question would the word be enough? I think to some of you folks, word would be enough. It would keep you. Hallelujah. All these other things are nice, but there's not really that really what keeps us, are they? It won't keep you on the firing line. It won't keep you going. What will keep you going is the Word. I'll tell you, I appreciate the Word. And I told our folks the other day, stay in the Word. Regardless of what goes on in this world, 
And so he was all envious of what was going on and the people. He looked around and uh, they, uh, they are corrupt and, and uh, that they speak against God and they set their mouths against the heavens and, uh, and don't get envious of these type people. I'll just tell you because uh, uh, just a little while, I mean, they'll have their time. And so they uh, say, well, God, they really don't know what's going on. Behold, they are ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. And uh, he was just saying, I, I, I can't understand it. I can't. Uh, you know, uh, we sing that song, we'll understand it better by and by. And so we look a lot of times and say, well, uh, and somebody asked us, uh, uh, it was, was talking the other day about Gerald and Marie both being sick there. And they said, it was, uh, you know, things like that happen to good people. We don't always have the answer. We always have God. And so we need to look to him. He's the author and the finisher. Fairly, he says, and then he says this, verse 13, I've cleansed my heart in vain. You ever think that way? Please don't. Some people do. I've cleansed. You know, Malachi talks about that too. He said, I've cleansed my heart in vain. And... Uh, I've washed my hands in innocence, for all day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of my children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Now, verse 17, I want you to see. He said, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood. I found it out. I found it out in the Lord's house. Now, what made the difference? When you, why did he? How did he find it out in the Lord's house? It was just not another place or another building. But there was some old saint of God, some pastor, some preachers that that had set the pulpit ablaze. There was somebody there telling those that walked into the sanctuary, there's a way, hallelujah. That seems right to a man, but to him there are the ways of death. But you have found it in the sanctuary. You found a place of hope. You found a place of refuge. You found a place to run to. Remember one time David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, I go to the rock. He said, I run to the rock. So I guess Ashap was a little bit like that. His heart was overwhelmed. But he thought, oh, I remember David. I remember when I played the cymbals. I remember when we worshiped God. Now, he said, the only thing I know what to do is get back to the sanctuary. I'm going to get back to where things are going on, where it's happening, where people are worshiping, where people are loving God. I'm getting back there again. And so I found it in the sanctuary. Now, thought about that. I'm going to bring it a little closer home. I found it at Safe Haven Tabernacle. Now, praise the Lord. Amen. Aren't you glad you can find it in your church? Hallelujah. You're glad it's in your church. 
Hallelujah. You don't have to look any further. Praise the Lord. Now, I've got to do a little bit of, of uh, definitions. And I know you probably already know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, I looked up the definitions of safe haven tabernacle. And I looked it up in the a dictionary, of the, yeah, they can, in Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. Now, I kind of like to read that dictionary because I just like the definitions it gives. And sometimes he even uses scriptures for example. And so in this 1828 uh, dictionary, and uh, he, uh, he's, all right, we're looking safe just for a minute. Uh, safe from danger of any kind, uh, from enemies, uh, from diseases, uh, from the storms of life. Aren't you glad? Everybody likes a safe place, don't they? The house upon the rock, uh, it's secure from harm. It's having a safe guide. Praise the Lord, a safe guide, a safe bridge to cross. I have a bridge, there had to be a builder, didn't they? They had to be to make somebody to get an abutment and a pier and a place to be. It's a place of safety. It's a safety net. I worked on the dam that we always call the Bloomington Dam, but it's Jennings Randolph it. And so uh, I worked there for uh, about four years, I think. Um, and anyway, we built one point a, a bridge from the from the bank or the land out to the tower, and the stretch cables. I remember to helping to do it. We we tied a table to then took a bulldozer and stretched them up to then and tied them off on abutment. And, and and then put safety nets down under under the beams. So if somebody happened to fall, those nets would catch you. What's the songwriter say? I went down the wrong road. It looked good to me. Yeah, listen to watch up. See, I do this all the time. I get her to help me on these songs. I walk, I walk blindly onward. I really could not see. I was lost and I was dying. But now I'm crying. I reached out to Judy, and you know, he reached out to me. It was a safety net. We even tested those nets when after we put them up. I remember putting them. They I forget what they put in the big old sacks, but they figured they weighed a hundred pounds or more, and they throw them in them old nets would just go steady. They swing a little bit and never broke. You can depend on God. You can depend on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We might break, but He won't. We might go under, but he won't. We might struggle, but he won't. Amen. Aren't you glad he knows you? And he knows what he knows what he can do. We have confidence in God Almighty. And so uh, it's a place of safety. It's uh, 
And of course, we all know Jesus is the bridge. And so uh, a safeguard and uh, a convoy of guards was part of this uh, definition of safety, safety, was a convoy of guards. You know how the president and uh, some of these elites have uh, a convoy of guards around them to keep them safe. That's, and uh, I believe God did the same thing for us. There's angels among us. All we have to do is open our eyes that we might see sometimes. Elijah had to tell his servant, God, open his eyes. Sometimes we get our eyes on too many other things. If we just keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, open my eyes so I can see. So I can see that I'm. You're, you've gathered around me. I don't have to walk this road alone. And so we thank the Lord for that. And so, uh, and then... Uh, uh, not only are we surrounded by angels, uh, but then we got the blessed Holy Spirit to guide our steps. Amen. That's a good thing. Um, so, uh, number three, I, well, not number three, I just got another page there. I found it out in the church house, and I looked it up at Haven. Haven Harbor, a lot of things, and it's just said there. It's a Gaulish word, G A U L I S H. I guess I pronounced that right. Signifying the mouth of a river, and uh, in other words, it's an outlet. And uh, it's the mouth of a river, and in other words, it's our starting point. Now listen, amen, when you walked into the haven of rest, when you walked into the safe heaven, tabernacle, you found the mouth of the river. <laughs> it's not really the source in a sense, but it's the mouth. A couple of years ago, I was back on the hill there looking for mushrooms and uh, uh, I come across this little stream of water that's running, and uh, it was, I don't know, we're a couple feet wide, I guess. I, I could step across it like that. But, uh, and I'll tell you, the further from the mouth of the river you go, the clearer it gets, and the purer it gets. Well, so I walked up, I just followed that, and let me tell you, this is uphill. This thing's uphill. You got to climb. You got to dig in sometimes. Brother Eversole used to tell us any old fish can uh, can drift or get downstream, but it takes something that's alive and well. It's taking some want to. It's something that wants to get a little higher. And so I thought, I'm just going to follow this little stream up up the mountain a little ways. And so I went up and I was falling. And I didn't have to go too far, but I want you to know it too. It, at the, as you keep climbing, it'll get better. It'll get clearer. It'll get cleaner. It'll be a place that, oh, yes, I wanted to go there. And so I went up there and, I, and finally I came to the it, the head of it there, it wasn't a very big bubble that was bubbling up, probably not over a couple inches high, about that big around. 
but it was just as clear and pretty water as you ever seen just climb up out of the leaves. That's where we want to strive to get to. That's We want to go to the source. Amen. So you found it in the church house. Woo! Somebody told me. Somebody told me. It's a better way. It's another place. You can go higher. You can go deeper. You can find it in the church house. You can find a safe haven tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so... I, I, and uh, and uh, so I, I wrote down here, fall until you find it bubbling. You probably remember singing that little chorus, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling my soul. I'm singing, I'm shouting since God made me whole. Folks don't understand it. I can't keep it quiet. It's bubbling, 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 bubbling day and night. Praise the Lord. And so, and just because uh, I wasn't there, didn't I walked away, but this thing was still bubbling. Oh, yeah. Somebody else could have followed that same stream, and they saw it's still bubbling. It's still pure. It's still real. It's still flowing. Aren't you glad that the blood of the Lamb is still flowing today? He hasn't stopped blessing. He hasn't stopped saving. Some people think, well, this thing's over. It's not over till Jesus says it's over. He's still getting hold of lives. He's still changing. Just not too long ago, a lady came to our church. We, a sister, we got to pray with her. And, and anyway, uh, she testified just the other day, and she said, you know, uh, I met a friend of mine, and he was talking about all the things we used to do and the places we used to go. And she said, I don't live there anymore. See, she found the source. She found the spring of living water and so so it's still there today praise the lord i'm pretty sure i can still find that little bubble <laughs> found it when i could find it again that's what asab needed see he he needed to he needed to find it again they did he found it in the church house they told us he did and so uh so uh, Haven, it's a part of an inline, inlet of the sea. This is what uh, Noah Webster said. It's the mouth of a river which affords good anchoring. Yeah. A safe station for ships. That was a part of his definition. To be sheltered place for ships to be sheltered. Don't we need that? That's why I believe the Bible teaches us not forsaking the assembling of yourself together. But you need to find that shelter every week. We always try to teach our people come to every service if it's possible. Get in. Hang there, support the church. Brother Eversole, another thing he used to tell us 
when you don't come, you vote close the doors. So we don't want to close the doors safe haven, do we? No. No. Amen. So when you come in, you're voting. Keep the lights on. Keep it open. I'll be there. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad there's some people you can depend on? You can just look at them. I know that. And if they're not there, you say something had to happen. Oh, yeah, be dependent on that. I'll tell you, you don't know what that does for the pastor. He can look out and I knew they would be here. Yeah. Be somebody years ago, my mom laid in a bed there. She 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 had faint uh, had a nervous breakdown and uh, I went in to see her and she was with her other sister I think it was after the house burnt down but I went in and went back in the bedroom where she laid and she looked up and she only called me nub and she's nub I knew you would come be dependable to your church Support your church in prayer and presence. <laughs> Support you. And every once in a while, I'll tell you, it won't hurt a bit. Tell you, pastors. The good job. Tell them, good word. Thank you for doing that. But I'll tell you, you, you might not really realize it, but it's more than meets the eye. But... <laughs> Somebody asked me one time if I ever felt like quitting. I said, yeah, about every Monday. <laughs> Sometimes you will. You'll feel like quitting. But you know somebody depending on you. Somebody's watching for you. Somebody's saying they'll have something to say. And in the sanctuary, you found it out. You found it out in God's house. He's there to encourage you and help you and walk with you, lead you and guide you. And we thank the Lord for that. And so uh, I got fabulous to 12, and so I'm hurrying. All right. I'm going to try, if I can, I'll give you another de definition of tabernacle. Again, this is from Webster's 1828 uh, uh, dictionary, and it's Latin. And uh, I like this. The reason I like this is because he says it can be a tent, shop, or shed. Where the presence of the Lord is. <laughs> it can be a shed. That's why I asked just a while ago, I think I asked Joe, was you in a garage before you came here? But it's not about all oh, about the building, is it? It's about God. It's about the presence. It's about the Holy Ghost. When God's in a place, it can be a shed. It can be a tent. It can be, uh, what's that song, Sister Watson? It could, he's just anywhere. Two or three are gathered there. And the Spirit of the Lord will be there too. 
That's good. Just in his name. Gathered in his name, and he said, I'll be there. And and I think the rest of it says, I love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. No better thrill when you get... (laughs) Would you get together with God's wonderful people? Now, the thing I wrote down here, it's a temporary habitation. Yeah. Just a temporary thing. We need to take care of our sanctuaries the best we can and do the best we can by them and, and uh I'm glad your mortgage is not what it used to be. <laughs> uh, you told me about that several months ago. Pray for you that you're uh, able to pay it off. Sometimes, I, I don't know if I want to say this or not, but I think I will. Maybe I ought to, maybe not. But I, I told Sister Watts, I said, what we're going to do today, whatever that we, they give us, I'm going to sign it, give it back to you, and say, and I'm going to say, put it on the mortgage. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Say, I win this one. <laughs> and I'm going to say, put it on the mortgage. See, say, I believe it's right. <laughs> and see, you can't talk me out of what God's asked me to do. So I'm winning. I win this one, praise the Lord. And so, and, and, so it's, it's a temporary thing. And it's a movable building. This one will do till I get home. Yeah. So another, definitely, it's a place of worship. It can be a shed. It can be a shop. It can be a beautiful sanctuary, but it's a place of worship. It's a sacred place. The atmosphere is different here than it is at Walmart. It's just a different place. And... David said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. Ashap probably said the same thing. I've been beat up. Satan's been lying to me. He's telling me how good these other people have. And I think maybe he might have said, they haven't been to the sanctuary yet. They haven't been to God's house. If they ever get into God's house, get a hold of God, they'll be ready to change their minds. Um, and uh, another thing, y'all, I'm going to preach this afternoon. If the Lord will help me now, I will not preach very longer. Because in the afternoon, after you've eaten, a person usually wants to rest, don't they? And so, but I want to I preach a little bit. The best is yet to come. We're just, we've just begun. 
We just started. Now, if we can feel this in Safe Haven Tabernacle, what will be when we cross over Jordan? Woo! What a day that'll be when my Jesus I shall see one glimpse of his dear face all sorrow will erase. So we're in this tabernacle for a time and I've got to quit there I think. But let me tell you something about heaven. One time we were out west a long time ago, several years ago, and uh, we were looking at some site, and uh, I tell you, it don't take a lot to impress me. I, I you know, so, and I, I guess I looked like man that this man's taken in with this, and some fellow stood beside of us, and he said, "Have you ever been to such and such a place?" And I said, "No, I not that I know of." He said, go there. He explained it to me the best he could, but he said, go there. So that's about heaven. I can't explain it all, but I do know one thing. Go there. And so uh, I must, I must see if I got anything else wrote down here, then we'll go get around the altar and ask the Lord. <laughs> so uh, I found it in the church house. Praise the Lord. Down on my knees. And in surrender. So, uh, Second Corinthians says, uh, For we know that if this earthly house be dissolved, we have a building of God. Not made by hands. Eternal in the heavens. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now I'm going to ask this question. How many of you are part of Safe Haven Tabernacle? And I'll ask this, how many are you glad? Hey, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many can say they're my people? Glory. Glory. How many can look around you and say, I prayed for them today. I'll pray for them tomorrow. I'll ask the Lord to help them. See, we're not all perfect. But I'll tell you, God, <laughs> He brought us a mighty long way. Praise the Lord. We're not there yet. But we're climbing. Praise the Lord. I'm going to quit. So let's stand. Let's ask him. How many of you? Let, let, just, let's just do it like this. I'll do it. And I can put up my hand at this. How many want a little closer walker with the Lord? I can say, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord. I need to come a little higher. I need to come a little closer. I need to fall. I need to find you. I need to find peace with you, Lord.
I need to find help. I need you, Lord, today. I needed you yesterday. I needed you today, but I'll need you again tomorrow. Hallelujah. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to need you, Lord. So blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's do, if we could, let's just come stand around the altar, pour our hearts out to God and say, Lord, I need you again. Lord, touch my life today. Bless my heart. And if you can find somebody to pray with, if you want to see anybody you want to lay your hands on, say, Lord, help my brother, help my sister. Touch them fresh and new. Minister to their lives, oh God. Lord.